Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Randy, for that uh, offering. I, you went through half of my notes tonight. Already, wherever you are, appreciate that. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, he just hit my notes there, and then he hit my notes there. He hit my notes there. Uh, good thing I got better notes than he did. Hallelujah. Pray. No, I'm just teasing. Where did he go, by the way? Did he leave? Oh, he's back there. Okay. Well, he's coming back because the better half is right here. All right. The first lady's in the front row. All right. Well, hey, we have been talking about faith for the last two weeks. Are you getting tired of hearing about faith yet? Good answer, because our ushers were getting ready to take those who said yes straight out the door. No, but you know, before, before we get into part three, I just want to ask some of you, and while I was sitting down here, I don't know, I just felt the unction to do this. How many of you guys have been trying to apply faith in your life that you haven't done or in an area that you haven't done since we started talking about it? Just a quick hand. Boom, 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 boom. Wow, wow. Yes, that means it's working. And John, oh, you got awesome. Uh, Nicole, I saw your hand go up. I, 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 you can't say. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's one of those. About me? Okay, yeah, don't say. Don't say. Anybody, anybody want to share, you know, what they have done and, and how, and the results of using their faith and, and doing Anybody? Well, don't all come up at the same time. Ah, oh, all right. Tell us, what's, where's my mic? Can I have that microphone, Nicole, please? Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, Deb, Deborah, what a great name. She was awesome. All right, tell us what happened and what's going on. Well, uh, Sunday, Pastor had a healing and an impartation line, hmm? and I had been having pain in my right knee since all around Christmas. It flared up really bad. So I got in line, and of course, Pastor prayed for it. I didn't notice anything immediate, but I did sense that God did something because, you know, faith isn't a feeling. That's right. But I kind of sensed by this, you know, and I really believe that, that God took care of that issue for me. Well, I went home, and, you know, I was still in pain Sunday, but I remembered what Pastor said about that impartation. And I thought, you know, I have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the Absolutely. dead. Absolutely. It lives right in here. Mm -hmm. So I laid hands on my own knee and loose healing, commanded that life. And I have not had the pain Amen. in my knee. Come on. That's been so excruciating. Amen. Amen. Then. Yes. So, that's faith. I, I'm excited about that. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Anybody else? Now, remember, I started out by saying that uh, I took a step of faith because there was a sick girl that, you know, was going to be in a golf cart. And I said, I'm going to get her a different golf cart. And I said, no, I'm going to use my faith and sit right beside that sick thing. You know, I never got sick. Hallelujah. You know, it didn't come on me. Praise the Lord. Anybody else got something? Oh, okay, Wayne, let's go here. I see you too. Wayne, what's up? Well, I had the knee issue too. And I went up, and and uh, pastor prayed for me. And he said, you know, to turn around and release your faith. So after service, we went out there, and I'm sh sharing with a, uh, a fellow that has just come back to the Lord. And he had some back issues that morning. And I was able to lay hands on him, and on. he got a release. Yes. And... and so it was it was good to to share sure that anointing yeah and 
It was a real blessing. And use your faith for somebody else, and it worked. That's right. Praise God. That's right, it does. Ron? Pastor asked if there was any farmer that had the back, lower back problem okay. on Sunday. And he told me to put my hand on my back. I have not had pain since. I had one time at work where there was a little bit. You said, devil, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had any issues. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. I saw one back here with a hand up. John's got one. I'm almost getting back there. I'm getting back there. I promise. Actually, I have two. Uh, back when Chris D'Amico was here, he had asked about uh, heart issues or heart palpitations, and he prayed for me, and I haven't had to use any medication for that. Come on. Since. And then when Pastor prayed for me, he was asking about, he said one word, and I said, well, strength. And I've noticed that as I continue since then to do things around the house and, and job-wise, uh, my legs have been getting stronger. Ooh, is he lying? No, he's... Okay, just making sure, checking in with the boss. Amen. Praise God. That's so good. Hallelujah. Let's check one more back here in the back. You make me come all the way back here. <laughs> I need the exercise. You're right about that. I can think back uh, being a caregiver for my wife and uh, went into the caregiver group and they gave me this book, Jesus Calling, uh, orange book. I kind of read that every day. That makes me uh, think uh, when you go out and talk to somebody, they might be in a different situation how to talk to them. Mm -hmm. It also has three scriptures on the bus, book three below. Okay. So what have you been doing? You've been going out and talking to people? Not necessarily. I mean, uh, sometimes, I mean, there was a guy at McDonald's and uh, he was talking about something. He was standing outside, something about, uh, and got paid in two days. Okay. I said, uh, well, uh, you might want to try Medicaid. Okay. You might get temporary and you might get full time. Okay. So you're reaching out somehow yeah. by faith, doing what you can do. Amen. And God is blessing you in that area. Amen. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Good deal. So that's awesome. Come on, somebody. Give God a hand. Amen. We have to take the first step. Is that right? Isn't that what the Bible says? And we have to be obedient. And that's what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. And I know there's more testimonies out here and there's more to come, but this is what it's all about. So praise the Lord for all that. <laughs> so who has not been here any time we've been talking about faith? <laughs> Anybody at all? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I, I suggest you absolutely go listen to it. So we've been getting a lot of really good responses from it. And that's, that's what we want. Amen. For sure. For sure. So this is our third, our third discussion on faith. And, um, we said that faith is active, of course, and faith, F-A-I-T-H, we said is forward action in trusting Him. So we always are going forward. We're taking that step of faith, and then, of course, God will do what He does. And that's what's been happening here the last couple of weeks, and that's fantastic, and I, I thank God for that. So we went over what dead faith was. I'm not going to do that again. That's a dead subject. <laughs> we dove, man, Brother Randy, this is a tight crowd tonight. Isn't it tough tonight? Jeez. We dove last week into Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and we started in verse 8 um, with faith of Abraham and Sarah. And we said that we brought out actually three key words. And the first one, of course, was obey. Abraham obeyed. He dwelt and 
we talked about uh, Sarah and her judging. And so we said that we must obey. Whatever God says to do, we must obey it. That's the first thing. We have to dwell or stay in the place that God has put us. No matter what, no matter what we feel, whatever, we have to stay there until we hear from him. And we must always judge God faithful in every situation, in every circumstance in our life, just as Sarah did. And of course, she received the promise for that. So those are the things that we talked about then. We also talked about little faith, how it has a short memory, how little faith worries and is occupied about everyday life and everything that's going on around them. If we focus on our problems more than what God says about our problems, faith will always be an uphill battle for us. It will always be an uphill battle if we focus on the problem instead of what God says about it. Therefore, instead of telling God how big our mountain is, let's tell the mountain how, God big, how big God is. And we talked about that also last week. We must not settle for what will be, will be. You hear that all the time, right? Well, what will be, will be. You know, my mom had it. My grandpa had it. And so I'm going to get it. I hear that a lot. I hear that here so weird. I'm in kids' church last week, and this little guy, he brings in like three sticky buns and, and a big plate of all this stuff out here, you know? And I'm like, dude, what are you doing with all that? He said, I'm going to get sugar diabetes. I said, what? I said, stop saying that. He said, no, I am, man. Look at all this sugar in here. I'm like, then throw it away. No, I'm eating it, you know? And so after church was over, he still had it. He hadn't touched it. No, none of the kids touched it either. That was a miracle, you know? And I said, are you going to eat all that? He said, yep, and I'm going to get sugar diabetes. Oh my gosh. I said, okay, whatever, we'll work on him, <laughs> you know? So what will be, what will be? Or I think one of the other statements that I, that I saw is, well, it's just what it is. It is what it is. You ever hear that one too? Well, it is what it is until it isn't. It is what it is until we say it's not. Huh? I mean, come on, we don't have to just, whatever happens, happens. No, 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 no. That's the world. And we're not of the world. And we've got faith in us, and we've got the word in us, and we're not going to sit by and accept those kind of comments. Amen? I know I'm not, and I hope you wouldn't either. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to declare what we want. We have to declare what we want. Brother Andy was saying up here, we have to speak. We have to say, right? We speak the word over our situations. All right? Yeah, we pray over things, but the, the Bible said, the Bible doesn't say, Jesus never said, pray for the mountain to be removed. What did he say? Speak to the mountain. Speak to it and tell it to go. He didn't say, pray that the roots of the mulberry tree die in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that these are going to die in Jesus' name. No, speak to it and tell it to go. Tell it to die. Speak to your situations. All right? I never heard, I never saw Jesus go up to the devil that was in the little boy and say, now, Father, in my name, 
I'm thanking you, Lord. Oh, God, hear me now, Father. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. He said, come out. He spoke to it. Didn't pray, spoke to it. Sounds to me like we ought to be the uh, name it, claim it bunch. Hmm, wow, a lot of people don't like that. A lot of religion, a lot of different types of uh, churches, they don't, oh, that, you're that name it, claim it bunch. Well, how else are you supposed to do it? When Jesus said to say to the mountain, when he said say to the mulberry bush, speak life, well, how else are we supposed to do it? I don't know, maybe you're just jealous. Maybe you ought to start it and see what happens. Amen? Am I okay? Am I okay? Do I need to calm down a little bit? Okay. <laughs> I'm just having fun. Okay, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, so we're supposed to speak to it. If we want the devil to flee, we have to declare it. Hebrews, even in Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by our thoughts, by God's thoughts, by his meditation. No, it was framed by words. He spoke this world into existence. And Jesus only did what he saw the Father do, and we only do what we see Jesus do. We speak to it and command things to happen on our behalf. Amen? Hallelujah, that's right. The things which we have seen or are seen have been spoken into existence. And here's the deal, guys. There isn't one situation that is outside of God's reach for you. Not one. It might look impossible to us, but it is not for our Savior, our Lord, who loves us. Not one. Hallelujah. And you've got to get that in your spirit and be doubtless that it will happen for you and I. Doubtless means no doubt. It's coming back. It's coming for us. We have received it in Jesus' name by faith. We've got to be that bulldog. Have to be. So we ended up last week by saying it's time to mature in our relationship with God and have perfect faith in Him and what He said He would do for us. We got to mature, okay, and just have faith that He is who He said. We're going to count him faithful no matter what. That's right, Marge, no matter what. But we must flip the script and make sure that he can rely on us, trust us, and have faith in us to do what he wants to do through us. I mean, he's looking to see who he can show himself strong to. Will it be you? I know I want it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We don't have to be perfect. All right, look at all the people that he used. Man, they weren't perfect. And look at them disciples. How much faith did Jesus have when he left the earth and said, now go, make disciples? He probably looked up and said, dear God. <laughs> As he left. Oh, Lord, what are we leaving down here? Woo! He had faith. <laughs> praise the Lord. Jeez, praise God. All right. And through the whole series that we've talked on, the thread that is weaved through all that we talked about is number one, my faith will be measured by my obedience. You should have that written down somewhere. 
on your forehead, tattooed in your arm, something. Because that's your lifestyle right there. Our faith will be measured by our obedience. And number two, your confession is the result of your belief. It's simple. It's, it's that simple. I am teaching on this faith stuff so that in case you came here in doubt, you might leave with a shout. Woo! Hallelujah. Wow, I was supposed to be better than that. It's, that's kind of the old R.W. Shambach stuff, man. Wherever Brother Eric is, I'm surprised he didn't say hallelujah. Yeah. But actually, we want you to leave with faith, okay? Not just a shout. If you come here in doubt, we want you to leave with faith. I know it don't rhyme, but it's better than a shout. Maybe faith and a shout. Does that sound better? <laughs> hallelujah. Praise God. Wow, it's tough. Tough up here tonight. All right. All right, so tonight I want to stay in Hebrews, the 11th chapter. If you got your Bibles, you can turn there. It will be on the screens for you as well. But, uh, and we're going to go backwards. We're going to go up to verse 4. We, again, remember, talked on verse 8 all the way down uh, about Abraham. We're going to go back up and look at verse 4 tonight and uh, talk about more of the men that had great faith. And so... Um, Speaking of great faith, I do want to get into great faith because we've done dead faith, little faith, but I kind of have talked a little bit about great faith because of Abraham and Sarah and, and what they did and the great faith that they had, how they believed and how they got Isaac. But sometimes I think we forget that they didn't always have that faith. All right? And if you go to Genesis real quick, keep, keep your Bible there and go to Genesis and uh, go to verse eight or chapter 18, 18, and then... Uh, down verse 9, it says, uh, there was guys that came in, talked to Abraham, and they asked him this. They said, uh, in verse 9, then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? And my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So we see right there that, hmm, Sarah had, did not have faith at that particular time. I don't think she had any faith because she laughed. <laughs> God's crazy. <laughs> and have you seen Abraham lately? <laughs> I haven't either. He's so old. <laughs> so they didn't always have that great faith. We think, yeah, they were awesome. Well, not according to that scripture verse, they weren't. They're just like us. Having to figure this out. I see the promise, but now how? And we all know the story that they tried to figure it out on their own at first. How many of us have tried to figure it out on our own? And we've messed it up bad. And then we're going backwards three steps and going, oh, we're so sorry, Lord. Yeah, you are, he says. <laughs> but I still love you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So 
the other thing that we see there is God's always watching us and he hears everything that we're saying, not out loud, but our thoughts as well. He, he saw her thought. Hmm. Remember, Jesus did that a lot in the New Testament. He knew what they were thinking and so he said. So we got to even watch over our thoughts, not just what comes out of our mouths and what we do because he's always watching. But she didn't even believe at that particular time. So somewhere between the promise and the birth of Isaac, faith came. Faith came. And so I was looking, okay, so when did it come? When did it come? Well, it started off pretty quick because God is very smart. And so he changed their names. He changed their names. That's how he started this whole faith thing in their lives to believe for the promise. They started saying things different. Again, they started speaking. They started saying, not just praying. Uh, you get my point? Amen? All right. Abram, which meant father, was changed to Abraham by God, which means multitude. So his full name became a father of a multitude. Well, that's different. That's, he wasn't even a father. He was barren. God changed their name to father of a multitude. That's speaking what is not there. Right? And so every time he said, hi, I'm, Abra I'm Abraham. I'm sure it started out rough. You know? Yes, I'm Abraham. And the people that knew what the word Abraham meant was like, yeah, sure are. <laughs> you know? No? And then they did the same thing with Sarah. All right, Sarah, Sarai, which meant princess, changed the name to Sarah, which meant lady princess, woman of strength. Ooh, that's powerful. Powerful. Sarai. Nah, it's Sarah. Oh, so sorry, so sorry. Started by changing and saying different things by faith. Hallelujah. Is everybody good? All right. And then, of course, we know that their son was born 25 years later from when the promise was given. Whew. Wow. There's no time with God. Now, do we know why it was 25 years? We have no idea. Maybe it took their faith that long to receive it, plus with the mess up with Ishmael, God had to do some things. We don't know. But we also know, though, with the children of Israel, it wasn't supposed to be 40 years. It was supposed to be 11 days. But it was 40 years because of us. Our unbelief, our no faith, 40 years, when it was only supposed to take 11 days. What has God wanted for you that he wanted to give you now, but because of our unbelief, because of our lack of faith, because of us trying to do it on our own, we still haven't got it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Nobody has any eggs out there, I hope, or tomatoes tonight. Oh, okay, <laughs> so let's, let's move on <laughs> and talk about Abel, all right? But first, before we talk about Abel and what Hebrew says, let's go back to Genesis uh, 4, Genesis chapter 4, and uh, we'll start down in, well, we'll start in at number one here, and let's just bring your memory back up here to Abel, okay? It says in, in verse 1, now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, first kid, all right, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time a brother named Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. 
And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. That simply means you could see it all over his face. That's what that meant. All right? Men, you understand that when the women's countenance changes when you do something wrong as well. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, God said, will you not be accepted? So he's being a father here, the heavenly father, and he's, he's, he's listen, you know what you're supposed to be doing. If you do it, I'll accept it. You understand, son? That's basically what he's saying right here to Cain. But if you do not do it, or if you do not do well, or do what you're supposed to be doing, then sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. In other words, stop right now. You can do it. Don't let sin in. Rule over it, son. Do what you're supposed to do. Because God's chastening. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. I have no clue what they said, but apparently it wasn't good. Because it says right after that, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel and killed his brother. So who knows what that conversation was, but it wasn't good. Abel may have said, well, you know what you're supposed to be doing. You've been doing it for 10 years. And it may have made him even more angry and maybe more jealous. And here's why I say that. If you go back up here and you look at uh, verse, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground of the Lord. When I did research on that, that means the end of the week. Now, I have time to bring all that out, and you can do it on your own time. But that means at the end of the week. So this has happened over and over and over again. This is a common thing to bringing the first fruit to the Lord. It's nothing that wasn't new. Okay? God says, you know what you're supposed to be doing, Cain. Why now? What did, why did you do this? Now, what we don't know as well is how they know, the two know, that God accepted Abel's and didn't accept Cain's. I, I read a small commentary, and you can't go off anything commentary said. You definitely can't preach it. And I got to look and say, okay, scripture and verse to a commentary. And most of them don't have it. And some of them are wrong. But one guy said in a commentary, I know the Bible doesn't say this, but I believe that fire came down from heaven and just licked up Abel's sacrifice. And Cain saw it and he was very jealous and he killed Abel on the spot. The Bible doesn't say that. So I can't preach that. But they knew, they knew, they knew. And, and therefore, that's what happened, okay? So now go back over, though, to Hebrews, the 11th chapter again. And now we can look at verse 4 and what this author said about Abel here. It said, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts 
and through it, he being dead still speaks. That was a long time ago. That was a very, very long time ago. Abel had a better sacrifice. Now listen, Cain wanted to bring a better sacrifice, but he wasn't able. Some of you aren't getting it yet, are you? <laughs> Man, I, I'll tell you, Brother Randy, I can't. No matter what I do tonight, jeez. Cain wanted to bring a better sacrifice, but he just, he wasn't able. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we got it. We got it. There we go. I knew that revelation would come. <laughs> wow. So what is a sacrifice? What, what is a sacrifice? In baseball, let's say you're up to bat, all right? And there's a guy that's on first base. All right, now you, the coach looks at you and says, oh, man, darn, I want to go for a home run. But basically, they want that guy to get safe on second. So what the guy that's hitting is he's going to sacrifice. He's going to bunt the ball and start running. That makes that guy that's on first base get to second base safe, and they're going to get me out. I sacrificed. So he could get on base safely. And that's what a sacrifice is. It's giving something up. You got it? Now, that's what a sacrifice is. It's giving up something. Abel's sacrifice is an act of worship as well, all right? Because he reverent God by giving him the first fruit, his best. Gave God his best. God told Cain, you know to do well, and if you do, I will accept your sacrifice. But he just didn't do it. It was not a sin offering either. Some people say, well, it's because he didn't give blood. Now, none of that was even in the first part of, that, of the Bible. That went until later on when God gave the Ten Commandments, talked to Moses, and this. No, this, this had to do with relationship before that ever happened. So it wasn't a blood sacrifice. And we also noticed that a little bit later in Leviticus, it was also grain offerings that were also given to the Lord as well. But Abel offered it by faith. The firstborn. I guess you could call it his precious seed, like we talked about Sunday. It, was, it meant a lot. And he didn't know if he was going to get something else or not. By faith, he gave what he gave and was thanking the Lord that he was going to continue to give him more. That's, that's precious seed right there. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. While Cain, of course, gave his leftovers. And so now let's bring that into today's vocabulary. Nicole, can you bring up our... Uh, we call it the miracle box is what we call it at home. We have, we have it's a budget box. Basically, our kids have these as well. We call it a miracle box because we, we pray over it. And, uh, Not the box. What we pray, I know we don't pray over the, the box. Okay. Here, you want to hold that? Sure. All right. But we pray over our tithe and what we do. And, and God has multiplied this, which is fantastic. So That's why it's the miracle box. That's why we call it the miracle box. Because yes. when you're diligent, God goes above and beyond to honors you. And we don't know how the money gets there, but I promise you it does grow. That's right. And it's, we have a little thing in here that says, be what? New beginning of diligence. Of diligence, yes. Right. We got off track and then we got back on track in 2011. <laughs> I see that. And you... I don't want to forget it. Okay. That's right. Amen. So, but th this is... This is Abel gave his first fruit. And, and in our miracle box, the first thing we have in here, nope. did you take them out? Oh, right there. yeah, is, is our tithing envelopes. 
Okay? That's the first thing. Before any bill we have in here, we have the tithe. That is the first fruit. So we give our tithe first. So let's say that you made, we made $300 this week. Yep. All right? Well, then guess what? We have $30 that would go to... No, no, no. You got to keep those last ones. I got to keep the last ones? Oh, I got to keep the two fives? And the, and the, and the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. There you, there you go. Good job. You're Honey, you're amazing. So we have electric. And I need okay, so, all right, so, but we have our tithe. If, if we were doing it right, we would give our $30 first. Yep. That's what Abel did. But we're going to be Cain right now, okay? So Cain didn't give the best first. Here's what Cain did. All right, okay, I have $300, honey. Okay, what bills do we have this week? Electric. We have electric. How yep. much do we need to put in there? $40. $40 for electric. Okay, yep. going in there. What's our next bill this week? Cable. Cable. Ooh, we got to have the cable, man. 80 bucks. Are you kidding me? It's expensive. Oh, can't we get on a different program? Put that in there. All right, what's our next bill for this week? My hair. Your hair. 100 plus tip, 120. I only have $40 left. Well, I get the 40. Thank you. How much you got for Jesus? My God, help us, Jesus. What does those nails cost? Those are free. I do them myself. <laughs> okay, we have 5, 10, 15. We have $17 left. Okay, so, all right, I guess, okay, we're going to give God 17 bucks this week. Hallelujah, he's going to bless us. Woohoo! Hallelujah. But you know what? Next week, try to find a new hairdresser. All right? I like it. All right, praise the Lord. All right, well, let's pray over our tithe, honey. God, we just thank you that you bless us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. That's what Cain did. He gave the leftovers. He gave what he wanted to give to God. And that's why God says, no, sorry, that one ain't going to work, Cain. You know what to do, and you haven't done it. And if you'll do it, I will bless you. I'll do it. I'll bless you. But he didn't, and therefore he got jealous, and we all know what happened. So, the takeaway in this is don't be like Cain because... Yes, the record shows he took the blows and he did it his way. And therefore, <laughs> he died because of it. Amen? That was better than the James Bond, right? A servant? That was awesome. That came to me like this afternoon. That's awesome. He did it his way, not God's way. Wow, that's good. Man, I thought I'd get a better response from that one too, but okay. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> It took faith to do what Abel did, all right? And even though we call it great faith, you can do it too. You can do it too, all right? Let's go on and, uh, and look at, go back to Hebrews, and we're going to go to the fifth chapter, 11, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse 5 now, and now we're going to talk about Enoch, all right? Enoch, baby, and let's see here. It says here, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. 
and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow, that's awesome. All right, so it says there that he was taken away. Now, I want to go back to Genesis, the fifth chapter, and let's look at Enoch here. And here's the deal. We don't see very much, and we don't hear very much about Enoch at all. Not at all. As a matter of fact, there's only five passages in this entire Bible that talks about Enoch. In the whole Bible. The first one we're going to right now, that's Genesis, the fifth chapter, and we're going to start in 21. Genesis, um, or we're going to start in verse 18 and go to 24. Hebrews 11:5, what we just read right there. Jude 1, 14 and 15. And that's all that the Bible talks about with Enoch. And yet God takes this boy away. He doesn't die. And yet the Bible says every man, what? Has to die. All right? And then the judgment. All right? So someday he's, he's, he's got to die. And we won't go into that. It's another message. <laughs> okay? But he was talked about more in the New Testament than he was in the Old Testament as well. So, but here's the deal. Enoch's great faith, his enormous faith, faith that we go, wow, I don't know if I can obtain that, was very simple. He pleased God. <laughs> wow. A great man of great faith and his biggest accomplishment, he pleased God. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. Hallelujah. All right. Let's read Genesis 5, 21. And let's see what happened here. It says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. That's all it says. Wow. He walked with God. And in Hebrews there, his testimony was he pleased God. I would have to say that walking with God and pleasing God are kind of twins. Right? They're right beside each other. We have to do both. Amen? So notice, though, that he wasn't perfect because it said he lived 65 years, he had a son, and then he started following the Lord. That tells you and I that when you start having kids, you're going to start, you're going to start loving the Lord and following him. And this kid's driving me crazy. God, I need your help now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, but for 65 years, he didn't, the Bible says. But then after, he started then. Trusting God, walking with God, and being pleasing unto the Lord. It says it right there. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he did walk faithfully for 300 more years. Sometimes it's hard for us to walk faithful for a week, let alone 300 years. Now, people say, well, his time was different than ours. You know, it was a little easier way back then in Enoch's day. Are you kidding me right now? Do you read your Bible because the next chapter is where God destroyed everybody because of their sin. Because it was so bad. So I don't think he had it any better than we had it. Because, uh, yes, God has promised that he won't do it again. But man, it was bad back then. And he still was faithful for 300 years. That, that's a long time, absolutely. My goodness. It takes faith 
to follow God faithfully. Following God means we don't follow the crowd. I hope all you young people are hearing that tonight. Following God means we don't follow the world. We don't follow the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You see, I never, like I I think I told you guys this, I've never drunk, I've never dipped, I've never chewed, I've never did drugs, I never smoked, I never drank alcohol. I didn't do any of that, and I never ran around with people that did, because you are who you hang around. All right? And I even remember one time when I was in seventh grade, I was walking to school, and a bully saw me, and he said, hey man, you want to puff? I said, no. And I tried to walk by him, and he grabbed me, and he put me over a fence, hung me over a fence with one hand. He had a cigarette in his mouth, and he said, and the kids were watching. He said, smoke this cigarette, or I'm going to punch you. And I said, no. I didn't care. I said, no. And I was like, everybody was like, ooh, and he, he let me go, you know, and he just watched me walk away. I ain't smoking that. I don't care what you do to me. I don't care how much pressure you put on me. No. And I said it out loud. I didn't pray. I said no. And he let me go. <laughs> you know? <sighs> we have to go against the flow of sin. All right? You see, the, who's fishermen in here? You see salmon, right? They, they, they go against against the water. They're going against the flow. Everything is going one way. But they say, no, I'm not going that way. I don't care how tough it is, how strong those, those currents are. No, I'm not doing it. We have to be just as vicious and violent as those guys are and just as strong as those guys are and say, absolutely not. We have to do today what Enoch did thousands of years ago. He walked with God when the world didn't. And we have to do the same thing. I wrote this down. We are to be transformed and avoid the river of culture that everyone is following today. Everybody's following it. We are to stand up and go the wrong way on the one-way street to destruction. We got to go the wrong way on that street to destruction. No matter what. The one-way street is the world. And going the wrong way, Jesus says, is the right way because that's his way. And that's it. And there is no ifs, ands, buts about it. We cannot move one inch. Remember, when the devil takes territory, he's never going to give any back, ever. An enemy doesn't give back territory. It won't do it. Putin's never given territory back once he takes it. You have to get it back. An enemy doesn't do it, and the devil won't either. We have to take it by force. Hallelujah. That was a good place to shout or something, but that's okay. Hallelujah. In Genesis 6-9, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Genesis 17, 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Walking with God. Enoch walked 
with God. Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. We have to walk with God. It's as simple as a choice. It's as simple as a choice, isn't it? That's right. It's just what I said to that bully. I said, no. No, I don't care what you do to me. No, I ain't doing it. It was a choice. We must be consistent. We must live to please him. It's not about us. And again, society today says it's all about us. Forget you. Forget you. Forget you. It's all about me. Right? What does it say? It says, please yourself. Yeah, okay, right. Whatever feels good, do it. All right? That's what it says. Just do it. Find yourself. Be who you want to be. Don't worry who you offend. Right? You see a lot of me's in there, right? Or you's in there. You, 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 you. Me, 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 me. It's not about that when you're a Christian. It's about pleasing him. It's all about him. It's not about us. Remember, he don't need us. We need him. We need him. The Bible says that we are to seek him first, seek the kingdom of God first, and his righteousness. We're not supposed to seek sin, all right? Righteousness. And unfortunately for some, talking the way we talk is part of righteousness. Don't let any filthy communication come out of our mouths. That's unrighteous speaking. A little leaven leavens the whole loaf. Okay, it's awful quiet. I hear crickets now. Hebrews 11, let's go down to Hebrews eleven six. Okay, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Wow, that's fantastic. But without faith it's impossible to please him. Now let's say this in reverse, okay? To walk with God, you must first come to God. Can't walk with Him unless we've come to Him. To come to God, you must first believe God. All right? And to believe God, you must first believe in God. Amen? That's what it says right there. That's what it says right there. All right? And it takes faith to do all those things. And without that faith, we're never going to please him, right? We're never going to please him. Hmm. So let me ask you this tonight. I don't know if there is, if there isn't. It's it's okay with me. But is there anybody here that is not walking with God that wants to walk with God? Anybody at all? Anybody else? Hey, yo, PRW, man, I want to walk with God. You know, I'm I'm not doing, actually, I'm doing some of the stuff you're saying, and I want to walk with him. I want to be like Enoch. I want to be a blessing and be blessed. And I want to search after righteousness. I want to do what I am tired of messing up. Anybody here at all tonight? Yes? No? I'm looking. Okay. Everybody's walking with God, I assume. All right? Okay. Good deal. All right, well, let's keep on moving then. The Bible also said about Enoch one other thing. 
and that is found in Jude, which is the last book of the Bible besides Revelation. There's not even two, two chapters in there. It's only one chapter. And Jude, verses, let's see, 15, 14, and 15. It said that he was a prophet. Okay, so he was also a prophet. It says right here in verse 14 of Jude, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So he prophesied that. That's awesome. So he was a prophet as well. There's a lot of ungodlies in there. <laughs> we got to be careful that we're not ungodly. Because those things are going to happen to us if we are. Abel and Enoch had great faith. But yet, when we break it down and we look at it this way, we can do the same thing and we can have the same thing. And I believe that most of us do have what Enoch had and what Abel had. I believe that you have great faith. Every time you sow that seed, that's great faith. Every time you say no to the devil, that's great faith. Every time you walk with God and you're pleasing to him and you're obedient to him, that's great faith. That's being an Enoch. That's being an Abel. So it's not out of our grasp. Yeah, these are great men and they were great women, but so are you. So are you. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Everybody stand up. I wanted to go further, but you know what PRW22 says. Blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be invited back. So, <laughs> so I didn't even get a laugh out of that one, Brother Randy. Man, wow. Okay. Well, sit down then. Let's turn to, <laughs> nobody's sitting back down. I love it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you learning something about faith? Amen? Praise God. Father, we come before you tonight again. I thank you so much for our people of faith, for our family of faith. God, I thank you that you have put in each and every one of us that measure of faith. And God, I thank you that it is growing. It is growing. God, they are stepping out in faith. And God, you are showing yourself strong. We thank you for the healings that have taken place, God. We thank you for the changes in people's lives, Lord God, as they are stepping out in faith. God, I thank you that you will give the rest of these saints, God, the courage, Father, to do the same. God, help their unbelief. God, and help them, God, do what they need to do to succeed. God, for their prayers to be answered, Lord God, to win souls, Father, by faith. Take that step, whatever you've called them to do, God. I know that you're convicting them, Lord God. I know that you're speaking to them, Father. And God, I know that they will obey you and take that step of faith and watch what you do for them in their lives. God, and we thank you for the testimonies that are coming out of this. And God, I know that there is more to come. Now, God, I speak blessing on everybody here tonight for the rest of the week, God. I thank you that they are blessed, their families blessed, their homes are blessed. 
God, their vehicles are blessed. God, no breakdowns. God, I thank you that the children of God's things last longer than the world's things. Father, we thank you, Father. God, as they give, Lord God, as they're obedient, Father, every need in this place is met in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for favor everywhere we go. We give you praise tonight. Amen and amen. Good night, everybody. Love you all. We'll see you Sunday.